At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional bond. But now when I have down... And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber Season 2. My name is Larry Wu. I'm Curtis Withers. Larry, Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year to you too, Curtis. Uh, how was your holidays? Uh, it was, you know, very, very quiet, but good. Um, I uh, just enjoyed spending uh, spending a quality Christmas with my wife, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was just nice not to be at work. How about yourself? <laughs> uh, same here. It was uh, pretty uneventful, but you know what? I actually found it one of the nicer holidays because usually I find myself in this haze of cheese and chocolate between uh, Christmas and New Year's where I'm just kind of walking around like a zombie. Plus, there's a lot of running around, but because we couldn't go anywhere, I actually found it quite relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in a way, I, 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 it's hard to explain. Like, I obviously missed seeing people and, and stuff, but after christmas day it felt like this this feels good <laughs> nice little break and i agree with you i agree with you like it, it could be such a hectic time and you know i do enjoy it for that in a way but it was it was with the haze of, nice of cheese and chocolate haze, haze of cheese and chocolate cheese and chocolate and uh and baileys you know <laughs> oh, a lot of, that's a lot that's a lot of that's a lot of dairy and lactate to take in man it, it is it is and i'm usually not feeling that great by the end of it but uh this time I was... so so speaking about eating curtis i was going to ask you um i had i had this conversation with someone over the holidays and they did not know what this term meant but i'll i'll ask you um mukbang mukbang i don't know what it means either okay uh, i think i think i think you've given me a context clue that's something to do with eating however um, maybe maybe, maybe. <laughs> or it could be the, the the acts after i don't know but uh, but i, I want to hear from you what what do you think mukbang means i think it means when you've eaten so much starch that you are no longer able to perspire that that's that's pretty scientific yep. and specific <laughs> it's a very specific term um so when, when i was talking with this person uh they didn't know what the term meant either they thought it was like a, a type of pants that someone like a man would wear like the like some kind of outdoor. like in the out in the outback yeah, like an outdoor, yeah. like waterproof pants, like uh, uh, something one would, you know, wear mukbang while they're trudging <laughs> through a, a swamp or something. And I, I thought that was kind of a funny definition. No, mukbang is it's 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 an I guess it's an old oldish thing. I, I think it must. Yeah, I know. It's I think it's about a ten year phenomenon. Of course, the South Koreans invented it. So this is uh, when uh youtubers like film themselves eating large copious amounts of food while kind of talking with their audience like they're not they're not cooking it they're just kind of like ordering it like ordering this giant cheesecake and then they'll they're filming themselves eating it like doing a sneaker unboxing but they're just consuming this whatever it happens to be so that that's apparently mukbang Uh, that sounds unappealing (laughs) 
exactly I'm like <laughs> i'm able to watch someone else eat something like it's <laughs> you know humans eating are already like kind of it's not it's not an appealing thing right no like watching someone else eat something like it's kind of disgusting no no i used to be like i i i used to uh be one of those guys who uh ate on the subway and stuff mm-hmm. i think just the last like couple of years I've really kind of gone, gone away from that. And, you know, when we went to Japan and even Thailand, like, like in Bangkok, nobody really eats on this on the, in fact, it's, it's not permitted to eat on this, on the subway. And in Japan, nobody, nobody just does it. It's just not, it's just not considered couth. So, and then when you come back and you get on like the subway at Dufferin and somebody's got like a big, a, like a big, burrito boys burrito and they're just chowing down in the middle of it. you're just like that's disgusting and then i'm like i can't do that anymore i'd be a hypocrite but you were talking people are getting millions of views of of people <laughs> eating stuff so yeah we we missed that boat curtis we could have we could have we could have brought a camera crew in with us or, or a high definition camera to the watu and just mukbang spicy oh. Yeah, back in the day, the Watu Spicy Squid, Dangerous Dan's, of course. That would have oh. been a, a prime mukbang um, opportunity right there. <laughs> it, it would. Um, well, 2021 basically told 2020, here, hold my beer to say how, you know, uh, if you could be a better or worse year. Uh, so I'm referring to the the mob that attacked the Capitol building on Wednesday and, and Curtis and I were, were talking offline and, and maybe we'll talk a little further down the episode about, you know, what, yeah. what we're doing, but both you and I like almost basically stopped our day jobs just, and we were just glued to the footage. Yeah. That was my birthday as well. That was oh, a great, 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 great 48th birthday present right there. It's a, is a failed insurrection, but uh, yeah, but, but there was a, Oh, there, there was something I want to bring up. There's, I think it's been going around the one footage of this woman who had the piano scarf. I don't know what why oh. that I kind of right, uh, yeah. pointed out, but, but she was the one that was uh, uh, crying that she got. Well, she was crying because she got maced, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she gave out her name, her hometown of where she came from, and told her that told everyone that she was there storming the Capitol because it's a revolution. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what other, what other country or what other person gets to talk after a failed revolution? Like usually when these things happen and you fail a revolution, storming some kind of government building, you get your head cut off. Yeah. Or you're made an example of somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then oh, where man. would that and, and then where would that piano scarf be without said head? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That piano scarf would be uh, would would not have a neck to warm. It would be a sad thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was obviously the 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 whole the whole thing was uh, surreal and and disturbing. But like some of the fallout from this has been um, kind of interesting. And you and I were talking about uh, the the main the main sort of. Uh, um, sort of uh, way that uh, Donald Trump has been sort of chastened out of all this is that he's been deplatformed essentially. 
That's right. Um, that's so, very so well could be the only punishment he faces, but yes. Well, well, so the timeline, I guess, uh, I don't know who, we have a list, but the big one obviously was Twitter, right? Twitter first did a 12-hour or 24-hour suspension. Uh, I think Facebook came out outright and said he's gone indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you and I have a list of, as of recording time, all the platforms that either he had an account on or accounts affiliated with like pro-Trump um, activities, let's just say, mm-hmm. um, that have been banned, removed, what have you. And, and you know, uh, some people are up in roars and uh, up in arms about this because I think we kind of take social media for granted and forget that it's a product, that it's mm-hmm. something that you and I subscribe to. And there is... Hey, remember when you first signed and you 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 went through this, you scrolled past this large document, mm-hmm. which was the user agreement. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it, before before we start with the list, it reminds me of when people post those long diatribes on their Facebook um, feeds mm-hmm. about saying how face I don't give Facebook permission to do anything. Yeah. And, and and then people are encouraged to copy and paste this, and and they all read ridiculously, right? Like it it reads like a um like an eighteen hundreds declaration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so let's 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 here's the current running list. So we talked about Twitter, we talked about Facebook, but uh, here are some other ones, maybe not as well known. Uh, so the famous discussion board, I guess, uh, Reddit. Reddit mm-hmm. has banned the subreddit group Donald Trump, um, which is fine by me because I think there was a lot of questionable content right before. Mm-hmm. Even it was before. known for being a fairly um, a, a bit of a cesspool that uh, that subreddit. Yeah, so subreddit gone. This is the one that surprised me. Twitch disabled Trump's channel. What, what did? trump do on twitch like i'm not sure what i mean you know whenever i think of twitch like most people you just think of 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 streaming video games and that's right so i i don't know if he had some if he was streaming other stuff or or people affiliated them were streaming stuff via twitch or or maybe maybe we just didn't know he was actually a gamer so question to you what, what game would donald trump be twitching Burger time. Yeah, burger time. Yeah. And and it's always the pickles. It's so, always the pickles. Yeah. Always the pickles yeah. that get you. It's the, it's, the only one that, it's the only one that he could really care about, you know. Like he would he would be invested in what happens in burger time. He'd want to see uh, those burgers get made. That that's that's true. And if and if he's and if he's not winning, then all the ingredients are treating him unfairly, right? That's right. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Twitch. I I did what? so much for you, Egg. I, exactly. What were the other? What were the other weird villains in? Uh, it was just the ingredients. Were the just, ingredients. yeah, yeah, just the ingredients. So there's the sausage, the egg, and the pickle. I think the pickle. That's the that's the. the, the that's the the the, the uh, last thing I remember chasing me around was, hmm. was the pickle. I don't know if 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 you if you got up to like more stages if there was like uh, I don't know like lettuce or 
know. No, no, no. The lettuce was a thing that you had to stomp. Oh, yeah, yeah. You stomped on the lettuce. The buns and the lettuce and the patties you had to stomp that's, on. That's right. And you and then and then you had pepper was your sort of like your your, your you, mechanism you, you, for Yeah, I think it was it, it more or less gave you temporary immunity, right? Because you could well, you you would, you would spray it, yeah, yeah. You'd spray it on them and then they'd get all like all, all discombobulated and you get by them. <laughs> Wow, we could talk about Trump and video games. That could that could be a, a show onto itself, Curse. Okay, um, Shopify. Mm-hmm. So I guess Shopify took down two of his online stores. Uh, I guess both of them were campaign merch. So sorry for those that are looking for a MAGA hat or a MAGA cozy. Actually, yeah, I, I would really- love to see what 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 they were branching out into. So what would be you think would be the most ridiculous MAGA? Uh, product um a mega onesie like a baby onesie onesie i, I was thinking more i was thinking similar something similar but uh, i was thinking mega tea cozy a mega tea cozy yeah yeah or <laughs> or uh or egg cups so like I, i'm thinking really something more dainty something a bit exactly dainty. exactly yeah. like i'm thinking tchotchke type uh th- things that that trump could uh, capitalize and sell merch for so mm-hmm. some old english lady that needs the tea the, the egg cup you know in her morning <laughs> um, I, can see, I can see that so 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 far we should be mentioning that a lot of them are citing that his activity apparently only now is violating policies mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah it was perfectly fine for the last four years yeah he's on these platforms but yeah like twitter alone he's done stuff daily on twitter that would have got you and me you know suspend continually suspended and eventually perma banned that's right because that, that was that was that was the next one after shopify so uh twitter so twitter is obviously his biggest one right mm-hmm. like Poor guys, like up at three in the morning, maybe sitting on the can and tweeting away. So what? What is he going to do? No, maybe about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is Trump's going to have some seriously boring poops for the next uh, few years until he finds something else that he can do on the on the can, on the shitter. Yeah, yeah, but he's. I mean, like he can always play Candy Crush, I guess. But he'll want something where he can get like the, get the word out, right? Like he likes to get the word out. Maybe um, is there any old school like BBSs still around that he could be on, or uh, you know, if, if they haven't been taken down, maybe maybe ICQ is looking for yeah. Uh, yeah. some kind of voice. Yeah, MySpace, MySpace hasn't banned them yet. So um, you 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 brought me to attention about the Baron account. Yeah, uh, one of uh, uh, his most uh, one of uh, Trump's most used aliases from the eighties uh, John, was John Barron, which he'd uh, which he which he'd dig out whenever like he wanted a a spokesperson when he you know to uh, usually usually when he was in hot water for something and he and he uh, wanted a spokesperson to uh, to to put in a statement on behalf of Trump, he'd, he'd use this character he made up named John Barron. So uh, the day after, I guess it was the same day, sorry, that he got uh, the permaban from uh, from Twitter. There was a, a John Barron, <laughs> a John Barron account showed up and just had the tweet. Uh, where is it here? 
And so it so the so the the uh the avatar for the account is is that classic Trump Twitter avatar, but it's got uh a fake mustache and glasses. And it's John Barron. It says, Hello, I am brand new to Twitter. What are you guys up to? And it's uh and it's got uh almost sixty-eight thousand likes and uh almost twelve thousand retweets. <laughs> like it's, it's a popular it's as popular a tweet as like some of Donald Trump's greatest hits. Oh, internet! Don't stop interneting. That's all I have to say. Every once in a while, like the internet, the internet bums me out a lot. Every once yeah. in a while, mm-hmm. it, it, it redeems itself. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll 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 uh I'll I'll uh classify that as the same thing as my as my Twitter hero, which is '80s Doug Ford. <laughs> I'll, I'll subscribe to uh, follow him as well. Um, but but yeah, Twitter is definitely the big one uh, for him. Uh, it was his biggest weapon in his arsenal in terms of mass communication. The interesting thing will be like obviously it's just his personal account, right? It's the at real Donald Trump. So uh, assumably he still has access to the Poitus account. Well, the thing the thing is he 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 tried. He 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 tried to get onto the POTUS account afterwards, and he tweeted like two or three things, uh, like like in the same manner that he would have tweeted them on his on his like real Donald Trump account, and they got like deleted immediately. And and I don't think that the that that the uh, POTUS account itself is 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 suspended or anything, but I think they're 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 onto him and they're just taking down all the everything that he posts there. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, so the next one is parlor. Now I'm not familiar with this, but uh, Google apparently has pulled parlor. Uh, this is a conservative far right extremist social media app. I, 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 I guess I shouldn't be surprised that one existed for it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 gained popularity amongst conservatives over the last I don't know year or so. I guess I don't. So, I can't so remember any exactly. Idea, any idea what it is? Is is it like Twitter? It's, yeah, it's mostly the same sort of thing as Twitter. Okay, except so. except like their whole thing is like, um, you know, they're never gonna ban you for saying anything, or you know, it's it's, it's the free speech. It's a free speech social media. Uh-huh. app. So so instead of instead of the thumbs up or like icon, is it like Sig Hale? <laughs> is is that what you kind of give it, or or you give it like four goose walks or what? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too sure. I just know that it looks it looks like ass, uh, just from what I've seen of it. <laughs> and and they want like a ton of your information when you sign up for an account. Uh, you know, like a. Like, like it, somebody it, was posting it wanted like a driver's license photo or I can't remember but it was just a ridiculous amount of information to, to sign up for an account and, so uh, and then it's just I've no, I haven't been on it but I have, from what I understand it's very caustic hmm so may, 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 perhaps we should start a, a a parlor account for the cucumber we can but we'd better hurry because it uh, <laughs> oh yeah that's right oh, be... oh no, the whole app got taken down yeah yeah Oh, okay. I think we're. I think we're. I think we're SOL on that one. What we missed that boat. Yeah, like I think it still exists to some degree, but like, uh, 
Google delisted it from its store, Apple delisted right. it from its store, and then it was being hosted by Amazon Web Services, and then they, they, they're they no longer going to host it. Oh, so, man. Yeah. Any, I bet you any money Bezos told the told told whoever was in charge of that cloud node, no, no, let me come over and let me take it down. Let me, let me be the one to do the keystroke command to wipe it out. I bet he, I bet he loved that. No love lost between those two. No, 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 no. Um, okay, so another Google product, YouTube. So YouTube, obviously, it's YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they took down Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon had a YouTube show, I think, called The War Room, something like that. They've they've uh, axed that as well. But once again, they do it now, but not the last four years where they were making arguably these companies boatloads of eyeballs, therefore boatloads of money, right? Yeah, I mean, corporations have a huge tolerance for bad behavior until, you know, they can sense that it's going to really start affecting their bottom line or could affect their bottom line. Like you look in the last year, the Edmonton Eskimos, Washington Redskins, and now the Cleveland Indians, they all are have changed or are changing their names. There's been complaints about those names for years, decades even. And it wasn't until sponsors decided like, hey, you know what? We've... <laughs> You know, it's gonna, it's, 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 it's at the point now where it's gonna look bad if we associate ourselves with these, these, these brands. So we're gonna, you know, withdraw our, our support, and then, and then within, you know, forty eight hours or, or or whatever, they they they'll change their name. Something that had that 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 like, you know, grassroots activists were unable to achieve for years. And it's the same with this, right? It's like, yeah, well, we'll 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 let them get away with it and we'll profit off it. But as soon as it gets like to the point where there's something like this thing that happened uh, at the Capitol, and it's like, well, you know, we can't really be associated with these guys anymore. Then they'll be like, well, we're gonna, you know, we're we're going to enforce our standards and policies and 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 kick all these guys off. Yeah, which again. YouTube being another channel where your video will get taken down or altered very quickly from copyright materials, but you mm-hmm, know, yeah, any violence, yeah, we'll take our time on this because I remember posting like a baby video. Um, I forgot what little man was doing, but I thought oh, it'll be kind of cute if I put some music behind it so it's not just boring or hearing me say things in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that got it didn't get banned. It um, it just muted the the video the the audio. Mm-hmm. It left my video up, but it just muted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they care they care a lot about that, but they don't care as much about people spewing ridiculous conspiracy theories, unless you know it gets to the point <laughs> where, where they're storming the Capitol building, and then all of a sudden they're 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 very against it. Very against it. Okay. Uh, Facebook, obviously. Mm-hmm. The the big one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so banned Donald Trump from posting on his f- Facebook accounts. Uh, but I think it's like indefinitely, right? Like it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just fine. So 
I saw a very funny political cartoon on this, and this kind of goes what we were talking about, about how slow some of these platforms are. And it was, um, I think it was a picture of two dominoes and the one domino had already fell. And I think there's a picture of Zuckerberg, you know, assumably like pushing these dominoes, right? It's supposed to look like a series of dominoes. But the one, the second one is very large. So the first domino was um, raiding girls on <laughs> university campus. <Yeah>. Check. <laughs> and then the second domino was um, U.S. democracy. <laughs> and uh, I forgot what it, it was like, maybe like mission accomplished or something on the, on the <laughs> cartoon. But I, I thought that was kind of, uh, I thought that was kind of, it was good. It got yeah. the point across. At least I, I looked yeah. at it with. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's going there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he seemed to have like Zuckerberg seemed to have like the least sort of desire to do anything to moderate Trump on his platform. Like even when Twitter started putting on those like like flagging his tweets for that that were like, you know, inaccurate or 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 whatever. Like Zuckerberg wasn't interested in that at first. Then I guess it just a lot of these companies too. Uh, and I got to give credit to the employees of these companies have spoke out and said like we're not comfortable working in a in a in a company where this guy has free reign to you know to spout conspiracy theories and say all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess like you know I'd like to think that had an impact as well. Uh, another Zuckerberg-owned product, Instagram. So no more Instagram selfies for Mr. Trump. Um, I think of the same thing. Yeah, it's Facebook, Instagram. It's it sums falls in the same pro- same same uh, same vein. Uh, here's here's one I didn't realize anybody was still using this, but Snapchat. Oh yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> no idea about Snapchat or the fact that Trump. Had... I had I had little idea about Snap Snapchat and no idea that this still existed. It 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 kind of like had this meteoric rise and then just vaporized almost overnight. It seemed like by the time I kind of caught wind and thought about joining Snapchat because oh is this what people are doing? Well, maybe I should take check it out and realize it was much more for a younger audience. Like it just disappeared. I never really understood the gimmick. The gimmick, from what I remember, was before the whole concept of stories came by on Instagram on and, and Facebook. So they were the first ones to kind of say, oh, well, everything, all the content that you're posting is kind of temporary. Like, it's not there forever. Like, that, just that whole mechanic. Right? Mm, right, right. Um. But yeah, um, so even for the younger group, but this is, I think this is an important one for him because this is for, uh, but I don't think anyone was, was supporting Trump on this one. It would be TikTok. So yeah, I hope he's, I hope he, tell me he was, he was doing dancing. Like, cause that's, that's <laughs> the thing on TikTok, right? Uh, I, I hate his dancing, you know, whenever they show it and he's doing, he's just kind of plodding around. <laughs> so but but also TikTok is the um, 
platform that had that that was really messing around with him, right? Like, wasn't there some well, kind of TikTok campaign where they were buying up tickets for one of his campaign events? Yeah, his rally in Tulsa, I think it was. Like, yeah, these that, are like, and and, and uh, yeah, they were buying. That was the story. Was that that they coordinated an effort to buy, or you didn't buy them? I guess he just signed up for the 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 spot. So they're just signing up for the for the spots and then not going. And then, uh, yeah, so it was it was quite poorly attended. And <laughs> thanks to the TikTok kids, yeah. Um, okay, here's another one. I, I maybe we should have grouped this one with Twitch. Is Discord? Discord, yeah. Another one that surprised me. I didn't know that he had much of a presence on. Well, uh, so this one, it is not his account, but someone, I guess, created a, a very famous server called the Donald. So I guess similar to the the is it, the, the Reddit uh, sub sub subreddit. Right. I think it's somewhere that people, I guess, gamers went because again, Discord is something that really the gamers use, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, I guess you can use it for for anything, but like. Uh, like we use it for uh, our our like tabletop gaming sessions, um, but you know I, I guess you can just go in there and chat about. You know we could we could start an existentialist cucumber Discord, so that we can just you know so people can insult us. Yeah, time, for maybe sure. you know people people need people people need to be able to mock and degrade us easier than they can right now and and send and send cat memes it would just yeah. be like meme after meme after meme yeah can't get enough you guys stink okay um here's one that really surprised me pinterest yeah that was another interesting one so i guess would it be would it be other merch that he would be putting on pinterest yeah i think <laughs> it says it says that they're that that you know they've been limiting hashtags to related pro Trump topics such as hashtag stop the steal. So I don't know, I guess if you were marketing your sort of like woodcraft, you know, like your, your woodcraft store with or, stop the steal. Or, or or you're crocheting maybe like a hot plate cover. <laughs> yeah. With yeah, your stop the steal. Stop the steal tea cozy. Stop the steal egg cups, you know, like all Actually, that. That'd be, quite, that'd be quite relevant at you know dinner time if you had like some kind of um cozy for like your crock pot stop the steal so maybe it's kind of telling folks don't don't steal all the good pieces of yeah that's right that's right um uh, this one's not a social media platform but this is the the um uh credit card payment gateway stripe so stripe basically said we're no longer processing any payments through trump's campaign so no more donations going through their payment gateway. Yeah. So But that's... I'm sure I'm sure Stripe was okay taking their what three percent per transaction previously when the campaign mm-hmm. was on. Mm-hmm. And we're talking this is you know political donations. So you know, you do the math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean I mean, I think he still is getting those donations. So I mean, you know, there are they are gonna I guess see some impact from this but you're right like you know all of this all of this comes right at the end when you know social media has benefited massively from donald trump and his followers and allowing them to do their thing on their platforms 
So this one is not on the list, but I had seen it on on another list. But it's some kind of weird weave because they're no longer in existence. But I guess he had originally he had an account on Asian Avenue, which is no longer Asian Avenue. They're now BlackPlanet.com. So I'm sure that got taken down just for obvious reasons. What was Asian Avenue? It's a social network website. And he was, and he, and he was, <laughs> he was on it. Well, you know, he's got to connect with his uh, Asian brothers and sisters. Yeah. Well, yeah, we know, we know that he's, uh, you know, very, 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 very popular in China. Just like BTS, BTS, and then Trump. BTS. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's 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 leave it on those platforms. I'm, I'm sure we'll add to the list further. You know, I, 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 unless there's some platforms that you can think of right now, Curtis, that w- was not on this list, but probably, you know, I guess we didn't see MySpace. Yeah, didn't see MySpace. Didn't see uh, Friendster. Uh, how about the how about the class classmates one? Is it classmates? Classmates. Yeah, yeah. classmates. Google Hangouts is that sort of thing? Uh, you probably couldn't ban him unless you banned him off the Google platform. Period. <laughs> but could happen. Okay, Roll so 20, he can still host his own. Uh, still ho- can still host his own D and D games. Oh, then he would definitely be. You know, no, it would be just like uh, all all tanks, all tanks party. No, no thieves, right? All tanks, no thieves. Maybe. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So while we were away um, on our little holiday break, um, the final episode of The Mandalorian came out. Um, and I am drawing a blank because I forgot what the episode was called. Do you remember what the episode was called? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get back to it. We'll get back. I was going to say, oh, it's called. Oh, wait, no, it's not called that. Uh, okay, so either way, uh, quick synopsis. Uh, a Mando, Fennec, Boba Fett um, enlist the help of Bo-Katan and they go for a go for broke rescue mission of the child on. Uh, it was called the rescue. So oh, that's, that's very apropos. <laughs> <laughs> so they 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 go to Bo-Katan to um, uh, enlist their help um, to uh, do the go for broke rescue mission, and at that point, spoilers from here because that's about it, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we cut to the chase right to the uh, to the ending, or do we talk a bit more about the episode throughout, and then we'll kind of. Well, let's let's talk. Let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about the ending because, like, my, I was thinking when I was watching that that ending. So do do like maybe just tell him what happens. What like how how does the rescue resolve itself? Okay. So, uh, there are these exterminator death dark troopers, which are basically robotic, and they're like non, you know. They're Terminator-like type uh, robots that are all over the ship. Mando does this, you know, alien Ripley-esque 
move and shoots them all out of the airlock. Um, Moth Gideon is bested by Mando. Looks like a child is rescued. Looks like everything's fine and dandy until the uh, dark troopers return because they can fly and they're robots. And it looked like, you know, our heroes were all kind of cornered on the bridge. It looked like they're going to have to fight their way out, but Mando had a hard time fighting just the one. And then a lone X-Wing shows up. Lone X-Wing, single pilot, guy in a dark cloak, green lightsaber. A lot of ass whooping for the next, what, two minutes? Let's just say a minute and a half, two minutes of lots of lightsaber action, force action, and um, their rescuers revealed, right? It So I hope everyone kind of got who it would be or probably have seen the episode but it, it is young luke so mando takes place what five years after return of the jedi so he probably shouldn't look too different so mm-hmm. it is luke he um responded to grogu's uh call i guess on the seeing stone um and rescues effectively rescues everybody um there's this extremely touching a goodbye scene and there's R2. I think I was more interested in seeing R2 maybe. Uh, uh, and Grogu leaves with Luke. Yeah. And the, the episode ends. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny. It's like, uh, was Luke in a rush? Like, couldn't they just kind of hang out for a while? <laughs> he, went, he seemed to be in a rush to leave. It's like, like those, I gotta, we got to go. We got to go, kid. I'm double parked. It was it was funny because I know we were talking about this, uh, and um, that scene is a lot like uh, it's a lot like the Darth Vader scene at the end of Rogue One, exactly. Uh, yep. Except that Darth Vader is killing humans, like he's, he's massacring rebel soldiers, and and Luke's killing robots, uh, which is yeah, which is fine. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it checks out, right? That's yeah, it, it's with both their motivations. But they're they're both they're both quote unquote in their primes. Yeah, and it's fun to watch them them do their thing. Even Darth Vader, even though it's horrific, like that kind of plays as a horror scene. Mm-hmm. But like this one is kind of it kind of plays like a horror scene for Moff Gideon, who's scared clearly scared shitless when he realizes who's who showed up. Uh, but, but my thing about that ending is I was thinking like there are so many sort of fans of Star Wars who who needed this. They absolutely needed this because they couldn't they didn't like um, the way that the Luke Skywalker arc went down in The Last Jedi yep. because they wanted Obi-Wan 2.0 and they didn't get Obi-Wan 2.0. And you can debate whether or not, you know, they got multi. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you can debate whether or not you know it was an effective use of Luke. I liked it just because I wanted this, you know, because like so many people were complaining after um, the Force Awakens that it was almost a shot by shot remake of of uh, A New Hope. So like, we want to see something different. So they do something different in the Last Jedi, and it's like, no, we want the same. You can't please these people. So, uh, but I think for a lot of people who didn't like the way that Luke was done in mm. the Last Jedi, yep, they will like this. And and judging by the 
response I've seen to this episode, they did like this. So I think a lot of people that didn't like sort of the way, the direction that the last three movies went, you know, really got, they got, they got the, they got the Luke that they wanted. Yeah. They, they so yeah, I, I think I, I would agree with that. Um, they got, they got their closure. I, mm-hmm. um, when it, when it went down, part of me was going no, but then I was like, ah, oh, okay, fine. I'll no, no, I, it, it works. It works. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I think I would have been, more confused and i think you would have confused a whole bunch of other people if some other jedi showed up mm-hmm. yeah there's, you know, there's not supposed to be like there's not supposed exactly. to be any of these guys left <laughs> but, now, exactly. but, but now there's grogu who we'd never heard of before and you know obviously uh ahsoka still around. around and so there was more jedis than than, than we were led to believe uh still alive but still yeah. not many yeah, it was, it was just as well they didn't introduce like, oh, I'm uh, I'm I'm Darg Keeling, you know the <laughs> the Rodian the Jedi. Jedi, the Jedi Knight of Tea. <laughs> Darg Keeling, he is the Jedi Knight, the Jedi Knight of Tea. I'm very soothing and um, okay. So uh, they did do the quote unquote anti aging face in play. I, I, I guess we'll see it somewhere down the road when when uh, uh, Favreau puts out some kind of make uh, uh, making of. Mm-hmm. But one thing I thought was really impressive. Okay, well, we'll I'll, I'll talk about the 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 anti aging or the um, in a second, but. Uh, Mark Hamill does come back and voices Luke. What I was most impressive with, and the fact that you know he has been doing a lot. Well, his career after Star Wars, he was a bit. He's basically been a voice actor. Mm-hmm. How great of a voice actor he was, because he was able to do himself, but younger him. Yeah, yeah, he nailed it. I was like, because I didn't realize he was in the episode because I I cut myself off from social media because apparently he. He did kind of put something out, I think, earlier in the day. It was like a picture of him doing a with his finger on his mouth, being yeah. doing a sush. Yeah. Uh, or what did he do? I think he put out a tweet that kind of trolled the internet that said, "Yeah, hey, see any good TV lately?" Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. I, I was like, the voice was bang on. Who's doing it? And I saw the credits roll. And I went, "Oh, Mark Hamill actually did." <laughs> his voice so i was like gee because obviously it wasn't his body double there was obviously another body double doing it but um but what did you think of his yeah you were saying he nailed it right but what, yeah. what any other thoughts on um yeah i mean I, I i i thought it was good i mean like i know we've talked about how you know one one thing one thing i know that that we've talked about uh that we like about the mandalorian is that it's telling a different story from the Skywalker saga and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously this season, uh, you know, existing elements of the Star Wars universe encroached a little bit more on the world of the Mandalorian, but I I think they pulled it off. Like, I think they did it in, in, in a, in a way that doesn't really detract from the show. Um, So yeah, I I was, I, I got pretty excited when, 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 uh, (laughs) When they said, uh, "Oh, it's a lone," was it was it, who was it who said it? Was it was it Fennec or someone says, "Oh, uh, lone, 
I forgot who said yeah who says it and then like yeah. uh Kara goes oh great only one yeah, like, right. she's yeah. the rebel she's the rebel trooper right yeah and uh and then and then as soon as they say it's one x wing you you you, you know you know what's going to happen well and it then... wasn't going to be Mr. Kim <laughs> or or whatever his character was See, in, I would have in... I would have thought it would be hilarious if it was <laughs> if he came out with like two like dual wielding lightsabers and just took them all out and you'd be like where the you know where'd this guy come from no but yeah you knew it was going to be luke and and it was and it was fun you know and then i love the way they immediately went to like moff gideon's face and he's scared and he's like like absolutely like you know wetting himself yeah and then you're like oh this is going to be awesome and then he just like and yeah he's in his prime in fact like this is probably the most effective we've seen luke as a jedi like on screen you know like in the expanded universe's books like he can do all this but like he was just like had no problem with these 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 dark troopers that as you pointed out like like mando could barely take out that one he had he had to go through all his bag of tricks to get to take out that, that one and he's just taking them out like they're nothing. Well, it could have been Jawas for all he cared. <laughs> well, uh, you're right. Like Luke, we never see Luke in like full master mode. Mm-hmm. Like even in Return of the Jedi. But again, that was back then, and choreography as it was um, was what it was. But to see Luke kind of in full master mode where he wasn't panicked like his movements aren't um they're not rushed and or he's not fighting under serious duress it reminds me of when uh in crouching tiger hitting dragon you remember that movie mm-hmm. oh yeah so chow yun fat's character fights like that throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. where he's not even sweating because he's like that level grandmaster, right? Like mm-hmm. he's just kind of effortlessly. Everything he's doing is effortless, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they got they got that. I I, I like that. So one thing, because I again we could talk about this for the entire episode, but uh, the one thing about the anti aging thing, it's still a bit distracting. Yeah, like when they, when they had the the wide shot and before he took this hood off. To reveal himself, I was like, "Okay, good. Stay at that distance." And then they did close up, and I was like, "Oh, don't do close up. Oh, yeah. Oh." And then they kept panning between Luke and Mando, um, and you saw the different lighting, and it was just like, "Oh, it's 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 not it's just not there yet." He kind of looked a little bit like he was out of focus. That's right. That's right. There was like this kind of out of focus kind of, and his upper lip didn't really move too well. Like it was just video game Luke. Let's yeah. just let's just face it. So, which is fine. That that's a small, it's a small thing, but it, it's definitely better than um, Grandmarth uh, Tarkin. Oh yeah. In like that was just like <laughs> I thought it was just supposed to be like a little cameo. Oh look, intersecting, and I didn't realize that, that character was getting that much airtime. Oh it. yeah, yeah, he was so distracting. Uh... He, he was a major part of that yeah it was it was like a little a little like that 
sort of like unca- uncanny valley sort of is weird but uh yeah question- uh, oh oh no oh, sorry you, you go ahead no, no, you i just I, I think i think i think that was it was weird okay where I should... but question the way this episode ended what do you do with season three now um i don't know i'm i'm sure i'm sure they'll they'll find a way to where the where where Grogu and and Mando's paths will cross again. Um, I don't think you can have Luke in the whole th- <laughs> like like I don't think you can have fake Luke in the whole thing. So yeah, I know what you're saying. How 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 do they how do they figure that out? So, but I'm sure they will. I mean, there's no way that they can write Grogu off the show. He's like you know, well, he's part of the arc. He's he's the most marketable. He's the most marketable Star Wars character in 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 decades. Well, okay. Here's I, I don't since again, Jar Jar Binks, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Oh, jeez. So here's here's where I hope they don't take it, um, because they said a few things at the end of the episode, which was the dark saber. So Bo Katan agrees to come on this rescue mission solely for the reason that Moth Gideon was going to be her prize, so that she can retrieve the Darksaber. The Darksaber has some lore from the cartoon, being whoever wields it is the master of Mandalore, blah, 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 blah. But because Mando bested um, Gideon, um, the Saber is technically his, which doesn't make any sense because that would mean that Moth Gideon bested Bo-Katan because she was the last known person to wield the sword. So unless he stole it, because then right. that, what, what I don't want to get into is like the first episode of season three is like, oh, who's the ruler of Mandalore? <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. Just like, because I, I like the fact that even Mando doesn't care. He's like, here, I concede. Here, just yeah. take it. Yeah. You know, Um. I, I hope they don't go down that road of who's the rightful ruler of Mandalore and um and just just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh but you're right. I think Grogu has to come back somehow. So I jokingly thinking that, you know, maybe the first episode it's like Mando wandering the universe again, going back to his old life and realizing it's not for him anymore and then in episode two, he gets a message from Luke saying, yeah, I can't train this kid. You come pick him up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then there is no, maybe, maybe just keep the hood, keep Luke's hood on and just yeah. pick up the kid. Yeah. Take. That could, that could happen. Uh, I wanted to ask you too, what did you think of the post uh, credit uh, little teaser? For- oh yes. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, didn't like to see my man, uh, Oh, Bib uh, Fortuna? Yeah, all chubs. Oh, man, because... getting fat and sassy off of the spoils of well, running the Tatooine Underworld. So for, for those that uh, didn't uh, listen to us during our Low Five series, I, I I put up two action figures that represented Curtis and I in, in, a, in a photo that was our original avatar or, or icon or uh, for the show. And it was Bib Fortuna and uh, uh, Pruneface. Yeah. So two obscure characters. So I was kind of upset to see Bib Fortuna because I have that action figure where Bib Fortuna. Because that 
that staff that he carries at the end is only on the action figure because he doesn't carry that in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, this is them just expanding more content. Mm-hmm. Um, Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. They did confirm that um, it is not going to be season three of The Mandalorian. Yeah, it's going to be its own people, thing. Yeah. It's going to be its own thing. Um, I don't know where they go with it because this is my whole thing when Disney Plus first announced The Mandalorian and people were like, oh, is it going to be a Boba Fett show? And I was like, well, what are you going to do with Boba Fett? Like, they did give Boba Fett more depth as a character mm-hmm. and now fennec um and now he's i guess kingpin of the underworld or at least that part of space so i don't know i guess they can take it wherever they want but um i got a bit hyped i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i got (laughs) when he sat on that throne i was like oh yeah i could i'll watch that oh don't get me wrong i'll I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll watch it. I, I, I'm just kind of curious at where they can take it. Now, they did surprise me with The Mandalorian, so I'm hoping they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I did I did look up something afterwards. You remember how you were mentioning in a previous recording we did about uh, Boba Fett um, kicking loads of ass with the uh, a gaffy stick? That's right, yeah. So apparently, if you watch... Um, on Disney Plus, the making of Mandalorian season two, they do talk about um, his fighting style. So, I, as you well know, the actor who plays uh, Django Boba here, um, he's Maori. Um, so, I guess he was taking like some fighting style from old Maori uh, staff. So, they actually had to um, kind of modify the gaffy stick to match that fighting style that he wanted to let Boba Fett use. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I thought yeah, that was kind of, I thought, I thought that was uh, like, I, I enjoyed watching, uh, watching him, watching him swing that, to swing that around, and, you know, just cause like, I don't think that in the, you know, he's just kind of like the, the sort of like, hired mercenary in those like I, I i always thought like he was overrated like because like he was a cool character in in like empire strikes back and return of the jedi but he was just like a mercenary for hire and then everybody i guess because of maybe because of his armor and his jetpack everybody thought he was like really awesome and and stuff like that so i it was good to see him get some depth in in the mandalorian uh show and also see them expand on his fighting style because like he doesn't really do too much except shoot at things and he wraps han solo up in that cord at one point in time but like mm-hmm. you know compared to compared to what he what 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 uh, they had him do in this this show which was uh you know obviously like uh showed his piloting skills a little more his hand-to-hand combat um still a good marksman oh yep there was a there was a great little bit of sass at the beginning of the episode when Bo Katan um, hears Boba Fett speak, right? And 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 uh, she, she calls him a clone. Uh, yeah. Well, she basically goes, "Oh, I know that voice. I've heard it a thousand times." And 
um, you know, the fact that the armor was not from his father, but his donor. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, all right. Uh, well, Curtis, I, I wanted to kind of uh, wrap it up with Mando. Season three, looking forward to it. Uh, I guess we'll talk weekly once uh, WandaVision starts up. So that'll be our kind of next TV show that we'll, we'll be following. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking forward to that okay we have a special guest here to this week on the existentialist cucumber an old friend of curtis and i going way 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 back uh we used to watch uh, wrestling together and i think we brought him on because of this clip that i played uh from our flashback episode uh wrestling segment i had a, a really bizarre idea i was thinking about trying to email uh steve d'souza Oh yeah, you remember Steve, yeah. right? Stevie D. He's out in New York. Yeah, he's out in New York doing it for the CBC. Yeah, but he was also yeah. par- he was also part of our original wrestling crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was wondering, was. I was wondering if he was interested at all in coming on and to- on our wrestling segment one day. Just talk that. We don't want to ask him about his day job or what he he's- might be. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be- I'm to get in touch with him, so we should uh, we should see if he's interested. Well. So why don't we welcome Stevie D to the show? How you doing, guys? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. How's it going, Steve? Curtis. It's 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 been a long time, sir. So I know I think we're measuring it in decades at this point. Right? I, I think I think so. I think so. <laughs> but we want to see how good your wrestling knowledge and prowess, or your memory of wrestling oh, uh, prowess, these days. So we got. Uh, a few questions we want to a- answer, kind of rifle off to you and uh, see if you can answer them as quickly as possible. And be, in- be honest here. Be honest. Okay, ready? Now, this can be attitude, era, or you can pick any era of wrestling. So, you ready there, Stevie D? I think so, yeah. Let's see. Let's see how I do. Okay. We want you to name best catchphrase. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Oh. I still best- use that one to this day. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that, 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 that might have, that, that might have been just too much of a gimme there. I think. Okay, best finishing move. The sharpshooter. Oh, oh. Little, little CanCon. Excellent choice. Or the Canadian Most... pile driver from Pete Williams, and uh, was he in <laughs> TNA? That was a great one, but he yeah. never quite made it to the to the upper upper echelons. <laughs> Most underrated performer in that era. I want to say Edge, but then he ended up becoming a top tier performer. So, and that's okay, and that's that's okay because Curtis and I were saying, you know, they were underrated at the time, but uh, because I, I think I picked Jericho for that. Uh, I, I picked Christian because I said that Christian was in Edge's shadow, and I thought that he was better than Edge. You know, I think it's, it's ironic that we picked all the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. They were getting no respect at the time. And and uh, Curtis, I'll do a prediction that when we have Dark Side on uh, the on the show, he'll say um, Lance Storm. Yeah, I thought for a second you were gonna say Test. <laughs> oh no, I think if the, if, the, if it's a question about who's overrated, I think Test may be that. Category. Well, that is that is the next question. There's the most overrated performer. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna say Test, but I'm gonna say Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. interesting. Um. Now this could be uh, kind of in-ring promo, offering promo, or best backstage segment. So it's best promo or backstage segment. 
I'm going to say Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay, yeah. Now, which 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 era? Uh, I I think this is going back to more like the the eighties and nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not um, not uh, not not Bible thumping. No, no. This is like the original Jake the Snake. Like when I was like a, when I was a little kid watching watching wrestling, and I don't think I appreciated it as much until I'd go back and watch the clips on YouTube again and just realize how cerebral they were. Uh, I think that's you know yeah I, I you know I, I hate to admit it but I do spend time on YouTube every now and then watching old wrestling promos and those are those are ones you can watch over and over again but if it had to be just like regular in ring in ring promos I'd say The Rock when Jericho came back the uh, that classic moment between the two of them that that was probably one of the greatest promos uh, of all time. Isn't that the one where uh, Jericho invents the word lugubrious or something like that? <laughs> it was, I remember the, the one line I love from that. I think you remember, uh, I don't remember the exact, so I'm going to par- paraphrase. Uh, but I think you remember this when uh, uh, Steve is when, uh, is when the rock says to Jericho, you know, I've been fighting like guys here while you, while you were going up against some guy named Hooventude. Yeah, I think that's when he also used the uh, it doesn't matter what your name is. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Okay, and one final question there, Stevie D. Best movie with a wrestling cameo or wrestler cameo or as the star? Oh, that's uh, that's a tough one. Um, no Holds Barred, I guess. And anything from the Hogan era back in the day. Yeah, so Curtis and I are going to re- review uh, Thunder in Paradise, but we might want to do No Holds Barred maybe after that one, Curtis. There maybe. you go. No. Maybe. So, yeah, thank you so <laughs> much uh, for, for taking the, 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 the mind quiz there, Stevie D. No um, but uh, just to round out some more wrestling news. So uh, Drew McIntyre, who is the current WWE champ, has uh, uh, missed Raw this week because he had tested positive. Now he looks asymptomatic. So he actually cut a promo from his home being asymptomatic and he cut a promo on COVID and t- told it, told everyone to be serious. Uh, but another person who's also recovering and this is part of the attitude error is, is Mick Foley. Oh, I didn't I think know that. He's, yeah. He's on his 18th day and now he's had it rough from what I understand, but he, he must be feeling better because he posted on Twitter the shot of the the classic match of him and Undertaker and Hell in the Cell. Like he's on the mat after he fell through and it's like an aerial shot. You can see Undertaker, it's above Undertaker's looking down the hole and, and Mick is just shattered. And he writes, thanks for all the well wishes. If I got up from this, I'm pretty sure I'll kick out a COVID. Oh boy, that was, <laughs> I remember that match. That was one of, that's one of the greatest matches of all time in my mind. Uh, just the level of insanity in that match. And uh, we had, and I had a chance to interview Mick Foley way back in the day. Um, when was this? This was back, I think he'd written a book. Okay, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back when I worked with Curtis, actually, and a fellow colleague of ours uh, at the time, Benson, uh, we, uh, we, got to interview, we, we got to interview Mick uh, about his book. That's was amazing. Was that the Have a Nice Day? Was it that? Uh, no, no, uh, Foley, Foley is, is good. good. Foley is good. I think it was that one. Yeah. 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 Um, really a super nice guy, you know, well, well-spoken, you know, very articulate. And this was all, remember, this was back at a time when, you know, wrestlers were still, you know, maintaining their persona outside of the ring. Right. And so you didn't really get a chance to know them 
on a different level like you do like you do now so uh well i hope yeah i hope wish him all the best i hope he recovers yeah i don't know for sure but can, can you can you say that was probably a catalyst to your career <laughs> you know that and, Big Bully? that and and i got to interview the rock actually back in i think it was 98 or 99 it was one of his first mainstream uh interviews he was in toronto for some event and i remember walking up to him and shaking his hand and saying you know hello Dwayne." and that was a time like nobody actually you know ever referred to him as the rock but uh yeah, there's a I have a picture of him and I somewhere in my in my boxes of stuff. Oh man, <laughs> that is that that is classic. Yeah. It's much better than uh, what did he did he say it to you, Curtis, or was it Erzy? Where I think uh, w- William Regal, I think one of you screamed out to him, uh, "Welcome to the Commonwealth," and he like looked over and said, "Get your own bloody queen." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I that remember awesome. that. That, that's, yeah. that's my, that, that. That's like one of my favorite wrestling stories because I was like standing right there and I was like, oh my God, this is, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah, William, Regal, William Regal might go as, if, if you, if I was to answer again, that on the underrated wrestler question, I might, I might give William Regal a, a nod there as well. Uh, I always thought that he was highly entertaining and he kind of had an unorthodox <laughs> style that maybe didn't, uh, didn't, didn't sit too well with Vince perhaps, but uh I always, I always liked them. But you know, it's interesting when we talk about like those wrestling interviews. I, you know, we did way, way back. It did actually sort of was sort of the underpinning of my career before I ended up going to CBC. And you never know when wrestling will pop up. Even in my job now covering the U.S., uh, I was doing a story about miners in Western Pennsylvania, like Western Pennsylvania, Virginia, who were scammed by this company that was promising to teach them how to code. And so some of the employees who were scammed by, felt they were scammed by this company, hired a lawyer. And the lawyer is actually Jim Cornette's lawyer. And he does like promos and stuff for wrestling, for some wrestling circuits in West Virginia. And so I did the interview with this guy about the story I was doing. And then we ended up just talking about wrestling for like 20 minutes. It was. <laughs> it's like perfect icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we, we were just talking about uh, off, off air about dim sum and I, it wasn't dim sum, but I was in one of the, uh, Chinatown barbecue houses and one of the communal tables. And this is obviously pre COVID. Uh, actually, this was uh, during the uh, Raptors championship run. So he, he was uh, sitting by himself. So I sat next to him and we just started talking and he was from ESPN and he was working in one of the um, trans uh, transmission trucks, but he told me that he did a tour of duty with uh, Vince Ooh. and uh, in in the trucks, and he was saying like for any young person wanting to getting into the industry of of, of just broadcasting, he said you got to do a, a tour duty with WWE. Um, like they, no one else does it like them. Like he said, you know, we go to one location, but it was like night after night, you know, resetting up the trucks, transmitting, you know, to the world, right? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I could, just, oh, just I just I thought of another. Sorry, I just realized I remembered another wrestling encounter that I had uh, on the road for CBC that had nothing to do with what I was doing that day. But uh, this was actually it was two years ago when I was in the Boston area because it was a I think it was a natural gas explosion that had knocked off knocked out power to like an entire neighborhood or area. And uh, so at the end of the at the end of the day, I went. I was on my way back and I didn't want to drive all the way back to New York, so I just tried to find a hotel somewhere along the way. And so I checked into this like Hampton Inn or something along the interstate and I get in there and these two, there's these two big guys in front of me with all these bags 
and I look at them, and I was like, oh man, that's the one, two, three kid and Kevin Nash. <laughs> And then Razor Ramon. He stole the one, two, three no, kid. No, I just can't remember his name. What was his, what's his uh, real name? X-Pac. X-Pac. Yeah, X-Pac. It was X-Pac and Scott Hall. Yeah. Uh, not Kevin Nash. Well, I think, yeah, Kevin Nash was there too, but it was Scott Hall. And uh, yeah, it was. And so, so but I mean, they they looked every bit their age. And you could see the, the wear and tear. And it turned out later that they had been in town for um, a wrestling convention or something. And I forget what I said to him. And he he had the toothpick. Scott Hall was like yeah. chewing on the toothpick. And I think he was talking to the, the guy at the check-in desk. And then I said something. And he just kind of made a comment. And he, he, held, he held the toothpick like he was going to flick it at me. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is this this just makes like you know thirteen year old Steve's dreams just come true. Just uh, interact with him in that, in that way, but uh. and the funny thing is, he's holding on to that brand tight. Like every interview you see with him, even today, he's he's got the toothpick. Yeah, he, he, he's never without it. Like it's it's almost like he just refuses to either drop character or just oh, like you said, it's just part of the brand, right? Yeah, exactly. Selling the can't, brand. Can't let go. So Steve, so. do you, uh, do you stay current with, uh, with wrestling? Are you, are you up to date or? Uh, you know, much to my wife's uh, dismay, I do pop on raw once in a while. <laughs> um, I can't say I've been following it too closely. So I don't really, like I, I knew, I know Drew McIntyre is the champ, but I didn't really, I haven't really been following it too closely. I've been state, trying to watch uh, AEW. A little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah i just with i have two small kids oh, it just steve we lost no... you on uh we lost you on uh oh wait i think you're back go ahead oh, just sorry. continue what you're saying Uh-oh. sorry yeah now i got an echo from you uh no i was just saying um i do watch raw once in a while much to my wife's dismay and i have tried to watch aew a little bit uh because mm-hmm. i was sort of intrigued with their new take on things and some of the new the new faces that they brought and some of the old faces as well. But uh, with two small kids, it's just the time just is never there to, to watch it. So I, I've unfortunately uh, lost track. But, you know, just you never like I said, you never know when it's going to pop up. I mean, watching Donald Trump rallies over the last four years, half the time, it just seems like he's a, a heel cutting a promo to a crowd that just loves to call it. <laughs> it, really, it really does, you know? doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's had, you know, as we've seen in the last little while, you know, very serious real world consequences, but so much of, you know, his, his shtick and the locker up chance just seemed so much like it was just drawn right from uh, Vince McMahon playbook or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, Linda is in his cabinet, right? Uh, she was. Yeah. I think, I don't, I'm not sure if she's still there, but uh, oh, yeah, okay. she was for a while. Yeah. And of course he's, he's, you know, I guess he has had a relationship with, with WWF and WWE going back yeah. to, uh... he's in the Hall of Fame, I think. He might be. I mean, <laughs> going back, going back to the going back to the question about most overrated slash underrated. I think you could put the whole Mean Street Posse when we talk about Vince McMahon and the uh, <laughs> just oh, the whole Pete, Pete, Pete Gass Pete and Gass, Joey Abs, Rodney. Rodney. I, I, might, yeah. I, I might have to. I might have to rock that look this winter. Getting that sweater vest look. Was it the sweater vest with a t-shirt, or the sweater vest without any shirt? Yeah. Uh, 
I think it was without a shirt. But yeah, those guys were hilarious. I think I think they 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 were they might have been down in Ohio Valley or whatever, and they had a they had a they were giving Pete Gas a push down there. They were turning him face. Like because it was the face, like the Mean Street Posse turned on him, and they're giving him a face push, but I, it didn't translate into a a face push with the with the big brand, which is too oh, bad. <laughs> oh, that's and, and were they wrestling in a in in a in a in a mall? Yeah, <laughs> using 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 the escalator as 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 possibly like one of the moves. Uh, you know, you know, like for all the, the the dumb gimmicks that the WWE has had over the time, they've never had a, an actor win their heavy heavyweight championship belt. They always had enough respect for their belt that they never gave it to David Arquette. So I always, <laughs> I always give them that. Uh, Is there that so, other belt though that somebody can just win at any time, anywhere? Uh, the twenty four seven belt. Yeah, the yeah. hardcore, hardcore. Yeah, Crash Holly had to defend it at a Days In once. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a, a celebrity or two might have won that one. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, electro band guy Marshmallow won it last year. Oh, I don't even know. Helmet, was. helmet, and everything. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we 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 promised you that you wouldn't be talking um, uh, about your 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 day job and stuff, but we want to talk about non wrestling stuff for a second. Um, there was something, some kind of impeachment that happened today, but really, I want to talk about the Harden trade. Being yeah, a New man. Yorker, Stephen, I know your I know your heart is still in Toronto, but. Uh, Curtis, so uh, what do you've got on the uh, recent Harden trade, other than the fact that uh, Brooklyn's never going to be drafting oh, the, in a long time? Yeah, the Nets, the Nets, the Rocket, the Rockets, yeah, the Rockets will be. Will, the Rockets are kind of like in the same boat as Oklahoma City was after trading Paul George to the Clippers. They just got. I mean, these are win now situations, right? And so, you know, the uh, the the Nets leverage their future to get Harden. Um, which is it worth it? I mean, it remains to be seen. Kawhi and Paul George didn't take the Clippers to the title last year, but who knows? I mean, that's a that's a formidable team when healthy. Um, the one guy that I'm interested in that I think is going to be a, a good pickup for uh, Indiana, who kind of got in on this trade as as sort of like a as 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 sort of like a fringe fringe partner, if you will, in the in the deal, is Karis Levert, who is a uh, He's a player with who you know is uh, sort of flirting with all star quality and was mm-hmm. buried in Brooklyn with all their new additions. But when he started, he was averaging like he scored 40, 43 points the other night. Like he was, he, he, he his averages without uh, Kyrie and KD in the lineup are you know star quality. And uh, and the the Pacers traded Oladipo. So basically, Levert went to Houston in the trade and then the Pacers traded Victor Oladipo to Houston to get uh, Levert. So I think he's going to have a chance to to run with that team. And I'm kind of excited to see how he's going to do uh, in Indiana. And again, Indiana, much, much like Houston, they got rid of a guy who didn't want to be there mm. and managed to turn that into like a really useful player who's, who's under contract for the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I actually live not too far from the Barclays Center where the Brooklyn Nets play. And uh, 
I wish I, should, I wish I had bought season tickets a, a few years ago because <laughs> I can really make a killing off them right now. But uh, it's 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 one of the advantages of living in Brooklyn is that I think I've seen more Raptors games and more Leaf games since I've lived in New York in person than I did back when I was in Toronto because it was so hard to get tickets. I mean, especially for the Leafs. But here yeah. I had like the Islanders ticket people calling me up, offering me seats, or you know, <laughs> offering, you know, offering me seat packages, and they knew I was a Leafs fan too, which was the best part. Um, and I tell the guy opening, I'm like, look, you know, the only reason I was at the game and you even have my information is because I was there to watch the Leafs. He's like, well, yeah. okay, that's fine, you know, but I can give you, you know, a package with the Leafs, and then when the Rangers and the Devils come to town, and uh, it, was, it was amazing coming from Toronto, where you know you basically have to sell your firstborn to get tickets to a game. <laughs> And yeah. In Brooklyn, you had your choice. Although the arena is terrible to watch hockey, but um, it, it's a truly, truly a basketball arena, yeah. right? It's not really a multi-purpose arena. No, because yeah. the, like, for example, the uh, the scoreboard that's usually at center ice is somewhere over the blue line, I think, because it's just not configured. And they have the whole back of one of the nets is there's barely any seating there because it's not configured for that. So it's kind of like a European rink where they have displays for uh a, they have a car on display in the back right in, in one of the corners so but yeah i mean it's gonna it's gonna be the talk of the town now to see how uh how brooklyn can do it i mean jared allen went to uh did he go to where did he go cleveland okay, he went the to game? the Cavs, right he's a good young player so that's that's somebody to watch for a few more years from now but uh yeah the the kyrie irving durant and harden sort of ego meld is going to be interesting to see how that uh how that develops. Yeah, it's going to be, it is going to be, I mean, obviously uh, Harden and Durant have a history together from Oklahoma city, but uh, Ky- Kyrie Irving has always been a wild card, no matter what situation he's been in. So it will be very interesting. I got to ask you, Steve, were you, were you living in Brooklyn? I guess it's been a while. Were you there for, for uh, Masai Ujiri's famous F Brooklyn? Uh <laughs> Was I? Uh, I think yeah, because I was in the playoffs, right? It was, uh, yeah. It was, yeah. No, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was here for that. Um, it's interesting because you know you wear Raptors gear around, or like Leafs or Raptors gear around New York, and you don't often get too much of a reaction because there's people from everywhere. Um, it kind of you, you'll find other Canadians like I, when I wear my Leafs hat. Sometimes I'll get like a Go Leafs go from people randomly, but. After the Raptors won the uh, the championship, I, you know, I have like a We the North hat, and I was in the subway one after the Raptors won, and a guy asked me, he's like, what's We the North? And I said, oh, it's a, it's, I said, it's the NBA champion Toronto Raptors. And he's like, ah, nice. And then another guy saw it, and he knew what the saying was, and he said, oh, you should be really proud of your team. You guys were really, you know, you guys did really well, and uh, you should really be really proud of your city. And he's like, oh, some nice interactions with people in New York. Yeah. <laughs> New Yorkers, New Yorkers get a bad rap for being, uh, you know, mean and uh, kind of callous and rude, but they're not really. Once you get yeah. to know them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and it helped that they hated the Golden State too. So that also, yeah. Um, and one more thing in sports is tonight uh, the NHL started back up. Leafs and Habs, right? Leafs and Habs, yeah. Uh, Habs are winning three one oh, as we no. speak. Is, oh, is, really, you can't stay out of the penalty box. <laughs> Not to a good start. Nothing's changed. Um, Nothing has changed. It's the same, the same story year after year. 
the Leafs. The older I get, the older I get, the wiser I get, and the less of my heart I pour into the Leafs. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did buy the NHL package a couple of years ago so I could watch them because I, you know, I had some good feelings and hopes about the team. But then the more I watched, I, I thought, oh man, you know, these guys are kind of soft, and I just don't know if they can do it. And it took until this off season for them to finally address some of those concerns. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if it's enough. Given yeah. the way the season's shaping up, but I mean, you gotta hope it is. I mean, they they've been picked by a lot of people to like a lot of um, sort of pundits to win that North Division, but I mean, who knows, right? Like, yeah, you know, they 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 find, they, they always find a way to to do slightly less than you, slightly to to a lot less than you expect. Yeah, it is. It's funny that you say that because I too don't really have that big of an emotional attachment to them anymore like I used to and it was funny because I've been heartbroken watching the Raptors this year and it's like I haven't felt like this in so long and it's like oh yeah it's because I haven't bothered caring about the Leafs (laughs) it's true yeah well I mean after being disappointed year after year by the Leafs at a certain point I was just like I can't deal with this anymore and then you know like life takes over when you you know uh, having kids and and things like that. It just, you know, you have to put your emotions and your energy in, in certain places. And I try, yeah. I still try to watch them when I can or, or pay, and I'll, I pay attention now. And, you know, I'm, I kind of like what's, what's happening, but at the same time, I just, I just don't know if they have what it, they have what it takes yet. To, yeah. We'll see. I mean, they've got the kind of guys now that will, you know, the, the Joe Thorntons of the world that will pull up the Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner's when they're kind of coasting, right? So yeah, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, they got some good veterans on the team this year. You know, there's one, there's, there was one moment that just always stuck in my head. It was a, it was like a Halloween prank that the that the Leafs pulled on the players, where Carlton the Bear just jumped out. It was like in the in the tunnel or just in the back in the back of the ACC, and so they had a little hidden camera, and then Carlton the Bear would jump out and scare players, and some of them just like were walking by and didn't react at all, and Austin Matthews jumped like. You know, he'd seen a ghost and ran off like a. And I thought, <laughs> and I thought, is that the guy who's going to lead this team in the playoffs? <laughs> and I mean, I don't know why that stuck in my head as something that I don't know. Like, I don't know how much that says about his character or anything. It's it's, just, it's called it's called foreshadowing. Maybe, yeah. But I just thought, I mean, I, I you know, who knows how you react when a giant bear jumps out and scares you? But <laughs> hopefully, he kept his pants on this time. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one, uh, Curtis. Nice. <laughs> I love that tie it. Well, listen, Stevie D, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Appreciate it and catching up. It's 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 been a long time. Um and see, we didn't get to talk about your day job, which is good. Which is good, because that means I, I get to keep my day job, which is <laughs> exactly <laughs> and you can it all right, and you can catch Stevie D nightly on the national. So thanks again, Steve. Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure. Um, Steve, great talking to you again, man. Uh, great and, to talk to you guys. And on to video games. Not much to say here because I was grinding away on Cyberpunk, and I know you have been as well, but I actually received my refund for Cyberpunk <laughs> um, about about two days ago. So the game is actually locked to me, which I was surprised that they were able to do, but uh, it's they were able to do it. So um, I, I'll, I'll definitely pick it up when they stabilize it and it gets back onto the store um i was enjoying it um i got about 20 hours into the game still felt like i only hit a small dent in it um 
but uh it's definitely getting into it i i i, I do kind of miss playing with it but i also don't think that i felt like it was an 80 dollar worth investment and that's why i kind of i thought okay you know what i'll call it quits i have the save games still locked up uh and if it comes out more stable then i will definitely buy it again yeah i think that was it was a good move because like you know that refund offer is not going to be around i don't know if i don't know if it if if it's i think i think by now you've you've probably missed missed sort of like the cutoff date right so i think it was it was a good good move to get that done because like like you say you know when it comes uh when it becomes more stable and they they can put out a better product you can buy it again and pick up where you left off but you know maybe they never do <laughs> so you might as well get that get that refund while you can well, well we have to rely on I have to rely on you to tell us what happens to our hero v yeah, I haven't played in uh well because I was telling you like uh, I haven't played much since we last talked about it because uh you know like like um especially when 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 I was off, you know like my wife was off at the same time, and you know she doesn't mind me playing video games, she likes to even watch them sometimes, but that's not one really where you know like I'll be like, hey, come hang out with me for a while and watch me like, watch me harvest some organs or you know, like. <laughs> I just don't think. I, I just yeah, she she didn't really she didn't she didn't like she she really liked watching me play Miles Morales Spider Man. She even she even kind of likes um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you know stuff like that. But she couldn't. She 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 found uh, Cyberpunk grating and annoying, and. Uh, and so I haven't really played it that much. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It unless you're actually controlling V, I can I can see how it can get annoying, yeah. especially if you're not understanding the context of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I do hope that uh, you know, I'd like to I'd like to see even one more patch. Well, on it apparently... before I play again, but. Apparently, there's two more, right? There's the big January one, and there's a big February one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's if the company survives. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there, there's like class action, class action lawsuits, and then I think something in the European Union is trying to clamp down on them, like some kind of consumer group, because mm-hmm. Europeans weren't weren't very happy with the product either. Literally, no one is. Mm-hmm. Um, you, no one, unless you're on PC, and you can still buy it from Steam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean so, the PC version is is you know the the, the most um, complete, I guess, of them. Like it's like I don't think that there's that many problems as far as crashing. The graphic quality is much better. Um, yeah, I think like like reviewers and that that was the other sort of point of controversy is reviewers reviewed the game on PC, and I think CD Projekt Red made a point out of making sure that if you reviewed it you reviewed it on PC. Like, I don't, I, I think that they actively tried to discourage you from reviewing it on PS4 or Xbox one. And so, so like the game has great reviews. Um, but I just think that they're not review, you know, they're reviewing one, uh, you know, the, the most sort of stable port of the, or the, or the most stable version of the game. Mm. And, uh, you know, so it's a bit, uh, a bit dodgy, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, I'd um, say. you know, like I said, I th- I think I think that there's a lot to like in the game, and and I, and I will like one of these days I'll finish it. But uh, I I kind of want to. I've I've got a lot of other stuff to play, so I'll wait 
I, I can wait for like a couple of months while it, well, until I get like the best version of it. Ah, sounds good. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, I hope I can get a chance to rebuy it and play it again, but we'll see. Well, Curtis, that ends our first episode of season two. Season two. Season two. Feeling feeling good about season two. I think we're going to do some new and kind of different things this season. We'll try a few things, see what sticks on the wall. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that review of Thunder and Paradise might have to. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 and I and I say that in all honesty. If we'll have to first if we can find it on any of the platforms. Hopefully, it didn't it didn't get delisted along with Trump. <laughs> That'll be that'll yeah. be bad. Yeah, I I I I don't know. I've got, I I I maybe uh, you know, some you can get it from ninety nine cents maybe at at the at the grocery store. You know where they have the. Uh... Oh, but you have to go up to like cottage country to find those. Yeah, yeah, or 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 like or like a uh, a a, a off brand uh drugstore, like oh. next next to the correctional glasses, right? Where yeah. you can get. Re- and the, right. the same yeah. um, all right so you can catch curtis and i on spotify you can just look us up uh the existentialist cucumber you can also find us on apple podcast where you can give us a little comment rating um, five stars would be nice or any stars would be nice we'll, we'll take any feedback but uh we'll be catching you soon down the road uh thank you curtis as always and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber Welcome from home.